Victor, let's start off with the Malawian president, Dr. Lazarus Chakwera, and the United States International Development Finance Corporation. They've signed a pact for a solar power plant. Yeah, this is, these are some of the announcements. You know, when leaders come from places like UNGA, as they call it, the United Nations General Assembly, they are expected to announce something concrete like this agreement, $25 million deal. It's a small amount, $25 million, but uh, obviously it will benefit in the central region of Malawi, which has about 7, 8 million people. Central region in Malawi is is a part well along where the capital of the country is, but it's an important region because it's part of Lake Malawi. It's part, it shares a border with Zambia and Mozambique, so it's a very critical part of that country. The photovoltaic cell power plant, which will have some storage capacity here. So it's clean energy. It services the central region where there are lots of people staying there and it it is part of the energy project. Africa is still called the dark continent, as you know, Elvis, and part of it is lack of, of, of energy, sustainable energy solutions. So to have storage capacity, it's something that even we in South Africa would be jealous of, wouldn't we? Well, reminds me of a song that here comes the sun, solar power there. <laughs> now, Ghana and three other countries are said to benefit from a $450 million credits facility. Yeah, Ghana is already over-indebted, Elvis, and as are many other African countries. But unfortunately, some of these social impact or social cohesion projects, as announced by Daniel Bottle, the Minister of, of Local Government and Rural Development, is, is going to be inevitable to get loans like that, rather. And the other countries that are, although Ghana is getting $150 million of that, 450 the other countries are the neighbors. Remember the geography of that area? You've got Ghana, and then between them, you have Togo and Benin, and you've got Côte d'Ivoire on the other side, and then Nigeria on the other. So it's that Gulf of Guinea project where there's a lot of violence, a lot of, of job insecurity. If you remember, we talked about it from time to time, illegal fishing in the Gulf of Guinea and so on. So to get the social cohesion, you need external intervention before you can attract private sector investment, because by getting these loans, sometimes the law, although they are, they are putting the countries into debt, but they can de-risk some of the project. It's like getting into an area, you want to build a shopping mall, but there are no roads to connect, and nobody's able to finance that. So I hope that this country, these four countries will be getting that kind of critical infrastructure that will address that social lack of social cohesion and, and economic development in that area. And then we see Nigeria set to relaunch the national airline with a major Ethiopian investment. Exactly. Ethiopian Airlines already owns Zambian or Malawi Airlines and Chad Airlines. It's also got a shareholding in another called Askai, which was the Togolese airline. So apart from being Africa's most successful government-owned airline, Ethiopian Airlines is not resting on its laurels. It's dominating the continent, but it's continued to do so. In 1958, this national carrier was launched, but it collapsed many, many years ago. And and. President Buhari, among his election promises, made the commitment to relaunch this, but people said, where are you going to get the funding? So there you have the answer. 49% of this will be owned by Ethiopian Airlines. The rest will be owned by the Nigerian government via 46% sovereign fund of Nigeria and the federal government owning the rest of it, which means the people of Nigeria will have control, but only just 51%. The initial capital of $300 million that will be 
expected to be raised. The commitment is that it will not have government intervention, which means if it doesn't make its own money, the government will not have to bail it out. That sounds familiar, doesn't it, here in South Africa? So let's see. Nigeria is still the largest in-country economy, but the launch, the initial launch will be very strategic. It will be starting with Lagos, between Lagos and Abuja, which means they will be promoting travel within Nigeria first, air travel within Nigeria, which is something that you need. If you look at, for example, Johannesburg and Polo Kwani in Limpopo, you know, the road traffic deaths that you have, this regional airline will start within Nigeria itself and then spread outward. Very, very good move because Africa needs to get its aviation going if it's going to cash in on this intra-Africa trade.